1: What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another episode, guys. And today we are going to finish up our series looking at the entire, all the different positions on the Indianapolis Colts. We already talked about the entire offense, talked about the defensive line, talked about the linebackers. So we are going to finish, guys, by talking about the defensive backs, that being the cornerbacks and the safeties. So this might be a little bit of a bigger episode Because we're talking about a lot of guys at a lot of different positions. Some guys that'll be starters, some guys that'll be key backups, some other guys that'll be fighting for the back end of the roster. So, let's get into it. All right, let's start here, Derek, with the cornerback position. We already know the number one corner for the Indianapolis Colts on paper. That's going to be Stephon Gilmore, who the Colts signed over in free agency to a two-year deal. And, uh, Derek, the Colts obviously traded away Rocky Sin. So, now they have a new number one corner in Stephon Gilmore, who you know, struggled with some injuries last year, but, uh, showed when he was on the field, he can still ball out.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. It really came down to, you know, that one injury that he sustained as well. And just sometimes not really fitting into the scheme in which the Carolina Panthers really wanted to get him going in. But even in the limited time that he was out, there was very, very productive. And even PFF still had a phenomenal rating for him in man-to-man coverage. So this is not the same guy that we saw in 2019 where he was pretty much unanimous defensive player of the year caliber, but still a very formidable corner that really can do a lot of good for you, not just on the field, but rubbing off on the veteran leadership, towards some of these other young corners and safeties in the same room that, you know, are looking for some guidance, you know, looking for some direction because Gilmore has pretty much as much experience in the NFL as almost all these guys do combined, right? So, I mean, shows you the veteran leadership this guy has and being on a team that was designed to win and had a winning attitude and has been to the place where you go and win Super Bowl. So bringing all that pedigree, all that experience to a young, very high potential group of guys. I mean, it's going to be really fun to see what Stefan Gilmore does for the secondary.
1: Absolutely. And knock on wood, they just stay healthy because when he does, he's very, very good still, you know, even though he's over the age of 30, you know, he's still a really good corner. He's still got a lot left in the tank. We feel like so. Uh, yeah, he's going to be your clear-cut number one, and we'll see how many snaps he does play, how many percentage of the snaps. Because last year with the Panthers, he didn't play, you know, maybe as many snaps as you'd like to see. So we'll see. Maybe that was just due to the injury. I'm not entirely sure, but that'll be definitely something to monitor. Uh, but the number two corner, outside corner, that is, is a very interesting battle because there's two guys really going for that spot. You have Isaiah Rodgers, who last year really ascended into the ranks of the Colts' corners. You know, really started to carve out for himself a big role in this defense. And I thought outside of Rocky Sin was the best corner on the Colts last year. Um, really broke out, you know, it's something we wanted to see last year. And Isaiah Rogers really showed his ability to track the ball and obviously showed his his speed he has as well. Uh, and then you have Brandon Faison, who the Colts also brought in in free agency, was with Gus Bradley last year in Vegas. You know, did start down the stretch. When some injuries began to pile up for the Raiders, so these two guys are going to be battling for that outside corner position. And regardless of how it shakes out, Derek, you know whether you know it is Isaiah Rogers as the number two or Brandon Face on it as the number two, your top you know three outside corners are looking very very good.
2: Yeah, as compared to last season, you're absolutely right. Isaiah Rogers took an insane leap from year one to year two, where year one, I mean, he was basically thrown into the fire in the playoffs because there really wasn't much of a choice, and he just showed some insane ball skills in that game. And then the second year, when you needed somebody to step in, Isaiah Rogers probably became your best corner, and it was phenomenal to see him work. And even at times when it looked like he was beat, still was able to make plays happen, and you just could not leave the ball short on Isaiah Rogers. He was going to make you pay. And to see maybe the potential to go from year two to year three, if he has another jump, like what we saw from year one to year two, oh my God, this guy might be one of the best corners in the NFL. I mean, not just on this team, in the entire NFL. I mean, that's saying something. Isaiah Rogers cannot wait to see what he does. And Brandon Faceon. you know, we were... We kind of made fun of that move at the beginning of it because we all talked about the Colts maybe going and getting Casey Hayward, right? That was the Raiders corner that all of Colts Nation thought was going to come over with Gus Bradley. That was the initial intent. But then when we saw Faceon getting in there, we're like, oh, well, I guess they got the other corner that we wanted I think that the that Ballard had other fish to fry and he was also looking at some bigger names other than Casey Hayward. But Brandon Faison, you're right, in the moments that he has had to come in during times when there's been injuries and has had to come in, sort of like what Isaiah Rogers had to do in his second year. You know, Faison was not a terrible corner. You know, there's not a particular stat that pops off the board when it comes to Brandon Faison, but he does have good ball skills. He's a very decent sized corner. He's over six foot tall, you know, that 210 pounds, you know, so he's a very physically intimidating guy, especially if you're a smaller receiver Bason definitely has the size advantage in a lot of that. But based it'll be interesting, I definitely think he's going to be the main backup. He's going to be the guy that comes in to replace Gilmore or Isaiah Rogers in particular packages or for times of rest. Uh, I think he's going to be the first guy off the bench and onto the field, but I am very excited that we're able to get somebody like face on as that main backup that, you know, you feel comfortable throwing into the fire and he has that veteran experience, especially with this defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure to see how this battle plays out. I'm very excited. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite position battles to watch during camp. I think regardless of how it shakes out, but uh, both players are going to have significant playing time in this defense. I really feel mm-hmm. like it is, especially with the uncertainty with Gilmore. Like, you know, if he doesn't play as many snaps as maybe we're anticipating, does a guy like, you know, face on or Isaiah a Rogers get more of an extended look, they lose out on that battle or lose out on that battle you know, that for that number two. Do they still get more looks because they're trying to give Gilmore, you know, more of a pitch count than maybe he's been on before. We'll see how that shakes out, but I really feel like regardless of how it plays out for, a technical starter, they're still both gonna play big roles in this defense. So uh and the also the other corner the Colts have, kind of their uh, you know, the third slot corner they have here is Kenny Moore. We all know Kenny Moore. He's, you know, the veteran of this group, I suppose, if you will. Uh, you know, he, he's been with the Colts ever since, you know, really, you know, his rookie season, I think it was, uh, he got cut by New England. The Colts picked him up, uh, and I believe it was that twenty seventeen season when the Colts were bad, you know, and all that stuff happened, they picked up Kenny Moore. Um, and, and I remember there were some, some big injuries down the way for the Colts' corners, especially. Kenny Moore got an opportunity. He's never looked back, you know, and he's gotten rewarded for it, you know, being one of the higher-paid corners in the league. Um, and I think he definitely deserves that. He's still wanting another contract, obviously. We'll see how that works out. But regardless of the situation with the contract, Kenny Moore is the best slot corner in football. I think we can firmly say that. And uh, the cool thing is he he can kind of do it all, right? He can come off the edge on a blitz, right? He can, you know, he can play outside corner if need be. He can do a little bit of everything for you as that corner and kind of as that vet of the group. What are your thoughts on Kenny Moore?
2: Yeah, he is like one of those great Swiss Army knives that you talk about when it comes to overall corners. You know, can really do anything. He's a a phenomenal tackler. You know, he gets you in, in his grasp and he just does not let go. He has... He has really long arms for someone his size. You know, his arms are proportionally long compared to what he actually is. But you're right. He's a, he's great in space, very smart corner. Uh, I know there, I think it was Darius Butler that was breaking down the interception that he had against Tennessee in the second meeting with them last year, where it was a double slot look and Kenny was on the inside. And, He recognized that it was a double slot look and without even hesitating cuts, turns back away from his receiver to cut off the second, uh, the second slant and end up making that interception. I mean, that is just something that you, that's a play you do not make unless you know something about that play design. And that's something that Kenny Moore just does a phenomenal job of doing like you said he can get after the quarterback. He has a few good sacks uh on his repertoire, you know, throughout his career so far in Indianapolis, you know. It's been a great thing to see him. He makes plays in the backfield, you know, when there's supposed to be screens happening, Kenny Moore is always there. You know, and you said he can play outside corner too if in drastic measures and you want to do that. You know, he does have that ability. He is a stick to guy for sure. You know, I think a lot of Colts Nation has just been getting A a bad impression of Kenny Moore just due to the fact that, you know, he's wanting a new contract. You know, you and I have covered that way back when that was a story about two months ago. Uh, Doesn't seem like there is going to be. I don't know what the traction is on that contract situation. Haven't heard anything about it at all, but. Kenny Moore has not voiced any more frustration with the team at this point. So it's sounding like there's talks and they're trying to figure it out, but it seems like he's going to be there for training camp ready to go. But we'll obviously hear more about that as the week goes along. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at it from a production standpoint, and even guys like, you know, Tyra Matthew even to tell you that, you know, Kenny Moore does not get the respect he deserves for the stats that he puts up every year you know he's consistently one of the top four tacklers on this team every single year that he's been on this team and he continues to force you know a couple turnovers here and there and he makes a lot of great plays down the stretch and that's what you want in a guy like that and everyone always it likes to give him crap cuz it's the slot corner right like as if that's supposed to like as if that's supposed to degrade his value as a player when unequivocally enough, I think Kenny Moore's job is just as hard, if not harder than some of those outside corners. Because truthfully, your slot corners, they're the guys that get the most looks. They're the guys that that you're going to see a ton more action thrown their way on most teams than you would for some of those other teams that have an elite outside wide receiver. I mean, some of these teams that really do great things with their slot receivers that open up the pass game a lot. Kenny Moore is going to be the guy that has to guard people like that, and sometimes Kenny has to guard the best receiver sometimes, and has to come in and and guard a freaking tight end sometimes if he's covering the inside on a zone scheme. So the overall job responsibility of a Kenny Moore is a lot more than what you would normally expect from a traditional corner being in a slot and he's having to do so much more and the production is always there. You know, so Kenny Moore has definitely defined himself as the best slot corner in the NFL right now. And that's gr- that's great to have somebody like that. You can't afford to lose something like that because if Kenny Moore were to disappear right now, then the secondary takes a massive blow without him in there.
1: Yep. And besides those top four guys, I honestly feel like it's wide open for the last couple of positions here at corner. We'll see how many the Colts keep, they keep five, they keep six. We'll see. Um, but, you know, a couple names that will be kind of in that conversation. Uh, will Redden and Marvell Tell, Rodney Thomas, who they drafted this last year. And Alexander Mears as well. Um, so, you know, a lot of unprovenness. There's a couple guys in there that we know that, have you know, especially uh, Marvell Tell, who has been with the team a couple of years and kind of bounced around for practice squad. Being cut, being brought back, um, and then Rodney Thomas, obviously the uh, you know seventh round draft pick this year, the Colts had as well. Um, you know, ironically enough, Derek, uh, two of these guys can play a little bit of safety, or they have safety experience rather, um, and Marvel Tell and Rodney Thomas, who both played it in college. What are your thoughts overall uh, on this? You know, these other reserve guys here at the corner position.
2: Well, I definitely think Rodney Thomas has all the ability in the world to be able to make this roster and round it out in some way, whether that be with the corner position or the safety position, like you said, has that experience doing both in college and the way the scouting reports mention uh, Rodney Thomas, you know, he's more of that safety, but wanting to transition to a corner, which is kind of funny because he's listed as a corner on most, uh, on most places, but in In college, he was listed as a safety. So, you know, he's really that hybrid role. You know, that the Colts really like to interchange guys. And that's a player you really like as a defensive coordinator because you can throw different packages in there for somebody like a Rodney Thomas where the the defense just doesn't expect it, right? So you can do a lot of different things with a guy that can do both. And I know Marvell Tell used to do that before, but... What we're talking about from potential-wise, I think Rodney Thomas just has a little bit more of that it factor at the moment and I think has just a little bit more safety experience right now, which I think is what's going to keep him around a little more than Marvell Tell. Now, Marvell Tell definitely could pace out the back end of this cornerback roster, but that's only if Rodney Thomas gets picked to be on there because he's more of a safety and might transition into a corner, it's all going to depend on that.
1: Yep. All right, let's move now to the safety position. Speaking of that, um, we know, you know, especially at the free safety position, who's going to be the guy right now, Julian Blackman, if he is fully healthy, which he appears that he will be, will be your starting free safety. But here's where it gets interesting, Derek. Starting strong safety, a little bit more of a competition now with Gary Willis, no longer a part of the team. Uh, the Colts have two guys that I think are really going to compete for that. Uh, obviously, Rodney McLeod, who they brought in in free agency, is the vet in that group. And they also drafted a guy in the third round in Nick Cross, who they really like a lot. We think has you know, really high potential, very physically gifted. Uh, those two guys are going to kind of duke it out there. Talk to me about uh, these two safety positions.
2: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to watch Nick Cross throughout training camp and see how he progresses through all this. He has that, the athletic gift that just so many safeties wish they would have, right? On a on a physical note, Nick Cross is so much higher potential than Rodney McLeod, but Rodney McLeod's been there. He's done that. He's been to a freaking Super Bowl, you know, and he's won a Super Bowl. So Rodney McLeod gets it when it comes to the veteran leadership of how this position goes. And. I could only imagine a Nick Cross, Julian Blackman safety uh, combination back there. I mean, that sounds really fun to watch. But at the beginning of it all, it's all going to come down to how mature Nick Cross is and how Coach Boy is. Because McLeod definitely deserves the benefit of the doubt when it comes to understanding the safety position itself. Nick Cross is more of a hybrid guy that likes to, that you can throw around the field everywhere he goes because he's just so quick. But right now, Rodney McLeod's experience at the NFL level, I think, is going to give him more of an advantage right off the bat at starting at safety for this Indianapolis Colts defense. But don't be surprised if Nick Cross midway through the year ends up finding a way to be more of a starter because I think the Colts are going to want to keep Rodney McLeod as more of a reserve guy. I really think they're going to want to do that because now that he's a veteran and you want to keep that in your back pocket for when some, if something were to happen, you want to have those high potential guys like Julian Blackman and Nick Cross out there, Nick Cross getting experience. And having Rodney McLeod teaching him at the same time while also being ready in case something does happen.
1: I will throw this out there. Rodney McLeod uh, has been a has been a starter and has been a captain on that Eagles defense the last couple of years. And he hasn't like missed a start. Like when he's out there, he starts. So. You know, I personally think they're going to start with McLeod because I do think he's still, he's not that old. Like he, he's, you know, a little bit past 30 and I think he's still a very talented player. While I think Nick Cross, well, he has a lot, obviously higher potential at this point, I think he's obviously a lot more raw right now. So I don't think the Colts are going to feel like they need to rush a Nick Cross out there. Right. I feel like they're going to roll with whatever the best player is. Right. I get what you're saying when I'm talking about, yeah, the potential with those two players with with Blackman and with Cross, obviously, it's huge, but the Colts also did stop. You know, they did you know, talking about some players that they did sign. I think that they, you know, want you know impact now, right? And maybe Nick Cross isn't quite ready for that yet. You know, maybe he has the potential, but he doesn't have to feel the pressure of going out there as a rookie. Maybe he would, and he would be fine. He'd do like Julian Blackman did. But there's always that chance that he doesn't, right? I mean, Julian Blackman, uh, I think in a lot of ways was you know just because of the injury. You know, I think he's I think he's a lot more pro ready than a Nick Cross is at this point. He was as a rookie. Um, I think it was just the injury. He probably would have gone earlier. Um, I think the talent is certainly there for Nick Cross, no question. But I'm going to go with a, a veteran guy back there that maybe won't necessarily give you the wow factor, but a guy that nonetheless, you know, he has in the last couple of years started every game he's been out there for. So I just don't see a scenario where he gets replaced by a third-round rookie, you know? I, I don't see that. a scenario right away.
2: Mm-hmm. I understand, yeah. Like I said, his, his experience and just being a part of an NFL locker room and playing in that just already immediately puts him ahead of Nick Cross. Nick Cross is obviously more athletic, and the higher upside definitely goes to Nick Cross. But when you're talking about being there and understanding the NFL right off the bat. Yeah. Rodney McLeod's going to get that benefit of the doubt. Unless he stinks it up in training camp, then I really don't see a reason why Rodney McLeod doesn't at least start for this defense at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then Julian Blackman as well, obviously Um, we know what he can be when he's fully healthy and it seems like he's, you know, pretty much there. So it's going to be exciting to see him in this new system. You know, does it maybe utilize his gifts a little bit more with this cover three scheme? Um, We'll see. We'll see exactly. I'm very excited for that, though. I think it really could benefit him in a lot of ways. So we'll see exactly what the Colts ask him to do. Um, But beyond that, the Colts have, I think, one more potential roster spot. We've already talked about, uh, you know, Rodney Thomas as well. Um, You know, does he maybe play a little bit of safety as well? We'll see. Um, But I think the Colts will keep four, quote-unquote, traditional safeties back there. And I personally think it's going to be Armani Watts. You know, he's more of a special teams guy. Kind of that George Odom role, right? You know, where he's the backup. He's not supposed to play. He probably could play if needed. But you like to see him on special teams making an impact. And that's kind of been his forte so far in the league with Kansas City.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Armani Watts does have some defensive experience. So if you did happen to need him out there, then you definitely could throw him out there. But like you said, probably the majority of his role is going to be that special teams guy because that is what he has been. That's been his bread and butter since he's gotten into league with Kansas City.
1: Yep. So, guys, that's what we're going to do for the DBs. Those are the players we're going to keep uh, for the safety of those four guys. Uh, Let us know your thoughts here on this DB room. Do you think it's uh, a really good group? Uh, do you have concerns about this group? Let us know all those things in the comments below. And also, those two position battles that we mentioned. Who do you think are going to take those two positions? Let us know in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts.